I was hot. All the kids, all right. So glad you're here. Come on up. I know there's a bunch of you here. You helped carry things in. Come on. Come on in. More coming, yay. Got traffic directors over there. We're gonna need those landing things like they do at the airport soon, right? Come on, come on right in here. You get right up in front, okay? Come right up in front. I'm so glad you're all here today. I'm gonna read a little story out of the Bible about John the Baptist, okay? And then we'll talk for a minute. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. When John was in prison, he heard about the deeds of the Messiah. He sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect somebody else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. All right. Go ahead and close that. Okay, kids, come on over here. So I have a question for you. And I want to know what your answer might be. Do you like change when things change? Do you like change? No? You do. You like when things change. Do you like sometimes when things change and sometimes you don't like when them change, when they change? Can you tell me something that you like when change happens that you really like? Can when winter turns into spring. Oh, that's a great one. When winter turns into spring. Yeah. How about you, Max? What do you like when something changes? Um, like when it's summer and after that it's winter. Oh, so you like you like you all like the change of seasons. You know, one of the changes I love is when I go home and I get out of my dressy clothes and change into pajamas. <laughs> and I have comfortable slippers on and my comfy old torn up sweatshirt and an old t shirt and it's so comfy. You think that's funny. Well, let me tell you about what happened in today's gospel that we just read. John the Baptist, he was telling people long before Jesus came on the scene that things were going to change. Things were going to change in a big way. And so he was saying, get ready. Things are going to change. Watch out. Things are going to change. And you have to be ready. And then when things started to change and Jesus started taking care of people, the kind of change that John thought was going to happen didn't happen. 
the change that Jesus brought was he was healing people and he was teaching them about how much they were loved. And he told them how much God was with them right here and now. And John was going, wait a minute. I thought you were going to tell them that they had to change and, and, and turn away from their sins and all this kind of stuff. But you're going around healing people. Are you sure you're the right guy? You see, John was surprised because Jesus was bringing change. He was changing things, but it wasn't the way John expected it to happen. Has that ever happened to you? You know something's going to change, but it doesn't turn out the way you thought? All right. Well, you're going to go off with Miss Debbie, and maybe you can think of other ways changes happen. See you later. Have fun. Peace out. So please be seated. I love doing the kids' little homilies. They're so funny, and there's so much life there, right? And so much expectation, and, and, and I don't know if you all can see it from where you sit, but the look of wonder on their faces is pretty remarkable. It's really fun. So... Obviously, you've got a preview to what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking about change and how changes in our lives affect us in ways that are sometimes um, enjoyable and other times excruciating. So, I would like us, you, to give me an example, just shout it out, of changes that you've experienced it have been a good change. New job. I'm sorry? Adoption of Noah. Pregnant with a baby? <laughs> okay. Awesome. I'm sorry? Sometimes I've never experienced that, but I think that can be a good change for some. Relationships, how they change and grow. Is that what you're thinking? And new ones, new friendships, that's a change, yes? Yeah, romance and the, all the excitement of, of meeting that person that makes your heart expand, right? Yeah, Mark. Career change, yeah. If it's one you were pursuing, right? <laughs> A new baby, yeah. And what about bad changes? See, notice what I'm doing. We quantify change, and we qualify it. Some changes are good, and some changes are bad. What's a bad change? Getting fired. Yeah, so there's agreement there. What else? Bad health, an uh, unfortunate diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. What else? I saw a hand over here. A bad change? Kim? I'm sorry. Uh, well, you can t share your good change. All right. Well, maybe we, you're doing a good job at focusing on the good changes, and that's a good thing to do. But we all know that 
sometimes life circumstances hit us really hard and change can be extremely difficult and extremely unsettling and um, frightening. My friend um, Rob Edwards, who's the priest uh, at St. Margaret's of Scotland in San Juan Capistrano, uh, one day we were talking about how you make changes in a congregation where you are new. And he told me, he said, well, Karen, it goes like this. If you want to move the piano from one side of the sanctuary to the other, you move it one inch a week so that by the end of the year, it's where you want it to be. Because if you just move it from that side to that side, the congregation's not going to like the change. Just move it gradually. <laughs> well, our characters in two of our passages today, oh, we didn't read, did we read the Magnificat? We didn't, did we? So we'll just focus on John the Baptist. Um, John, if you remember, God, this mic seems really loud. Is it really loud? It's okay for you guys? Okay. Seems echoing to me. Um, John, if you remember, he was the one that was telling everybody, prepare the way of the Lord. This great thing's going to happen. God's coming. It's going to be great. There's going to be huge changes. And because of his expectation of who the Messiah was to be, he expected the changes to be a political rule right? He expected that when Messiah came, like all of Judaism expected this, that there would be this, this person, this godly ruler who would make everything right, would shut down the Roman rule and all those that had oppressed the Jewish people and would bring about godly changes where everybody followed the, the law of Moses and things there was justice, and people repented and lived godly lives. That was the picture of Messiah that Israel had, and that's who they were waiting for. And so, John gets thrown into jail because he's told Herod Antipas that um, he should not have married his brother's wife. And Herod says, well, forget you. You're going into jail. You can't tell me what to do. So from jail... Our passage today picks up where John says, could you, he sends his disciples and say, ask him if he's really the guy. Ask Jesus if he's really the guy. Because he's not doing, he's not bringing the changes that I thought he was going to bring. You know, I thought he was going to be, be this ruler and probably get me out of jail. And, you know, that he was going to be bringing something different than the change that I'm seeing. And so he goes, his disciples go to Jesus, and Jesus says, what are you seeing happening? The blind see, the lepers are cleansed, the lame are walking, the poor are being cared for. Yeah, the kingdom of God is at hand. Go tell John. And John, as a good Jew, would hopefully remember the prophecies of Messiah in books like Isaiah, where those same kind of phrases appear. When the kingdom comes, the blind will see, the lame will walk, etc., etc. Over time, Jewish thought was that the Messiah would be this ruling king. But Jesus said, 
yeah, I'm the one, go tell them what's happening. And, you know, hopefully John understood that the change that he expected wasn't the change that was coming, but it was a good change. Have you ever expected change and it didn't turn out anything the way you thought it was going to turn out? It turned out completely differently. Have you experienced that and liked the change better than the way you thought it was going to be? Yeah. Have you experienced change in that way and not like the way it was going to be? Yeah. So there's all of that kind of going on in this gospel message today because John wanted and expected, had this narrow prophetic view that this is how it was going to play out, and it didn't play out that way. It's not that John was wrong, it was just his expectations were too small. A friend of mine taught me one time that we can live our lives with expectations. And when we live our lives with expectations, we'll ultimately and almost always be disappointed. Because an expectation is kind of a win-lose thing, right? If I expect things are going to go a certain way, if I expect on Christmas Day my family comes over, everybody gets along perfectly, and everybody gets the exact present they wanted and is just thrilled and no one's going, man, I didn't want that. I wanted, I wanted a car, you know, whatever. Um, but if I expect that everything is going to be perfect, what's likely to happen? A really big bummer on Christmas Day, right? But if I live with a sense of expectancy, see the difference in the word? I don't have, I haven't qualified how it has to be. I live kind of like on the edge of the seat, I wonder what's going to happen next kind of attitude. And so when changes come, I, it's easier for me to roll with them because I can say, oh, well, that's how, it, that's how it's going to play out. It's not what I expected, but this is obviously how God is moving, and, and I don't live with so much disappointment then. You know what I'm saying? With, with expectations, there's always going to be disappointment unless someone perfectly, perfectly <laughs> fits your expectations. How many of you have ever, ha ever had that happen to you? So, so, as we face change in our lives, if we can live with expectancy rather than expectations, I can almost guarantee that your heart will be broadened and you'll be much more open. We all will be much more open to what the Spirit is doing in our lives. The one thing when we talk about change that is really important to remember is that God is unchangeable. God is steady. His love for each of us never, ever changes. God is always present. He's always willing to extend his hand to you, to me, to each other. He's always there for us. God doesn't change. When everything else around us is falling apart, when an election doesn't go the way we expect, when Christmas Day doesn't follow our carefully written script, God doesn't change. 
God is steady, constant, loving, forgiving, graceful, merciful, ever-present to all of us. Isn't that good news? <laughs> so as we go forward into the la this last part of Advent, we're going to face changes. We're going to face changes. Some of them are huge and some of them are little. But in all those changes, if we can live, move, start to move into a sense of expectancy, it'll be a lot more fun, I promise. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.